Now I want to take a look at the bigger picture. Jill Malandrino is with us, global markets reporter of the NASDAQ. Obviously, we have breaking news on uh, the beige book, some of which we anticipated to hear exactly that. You're also watching the intensifying clashes in Russia, Ukraine, and that story and sanctions, too, on Russia and Belarus as well. Your thoughts? Yeah, so um, we took a little bit of a look at what's happening with the actual sanctions with our chief economist, uh, Phil McIntosh, and they really are um, more financial in nature than anything else. So we can run through a couple um, of stats here. And you, it's really the energy sanctions that would make a difference, but we haven't really gotten there yet. Um, you know, we're pointing out that, that most of this impact is financial. It excludes energy. That means they have much less impact than it seems on the Russian economy because Russia's energy sector, half of its exports and a fifth of the economy, right? So Phil notes that Ukraine is also a big exporter of agriculture and both produce other industrial metals as well. Prices for all of these are rising. Prices for oil are now over 100 bucks. And the expectation is that gas pump prices will follow. Anecdotally, um, we had someone telling us today in studio that uh, prices in L.A. are over $6, which to me is, is tough to wrap your head around. Um, of course, we know this is tied to higher inflation. Natural gas prices in Europe are, are rising even more as Europe continues to search for alternative sources in case Russia turns off supply before winter heating demand slows. So dialing back on rate hike policy, as um, Jerome Powell made very clear today, right? So think about oil in this context. We're also going to talk about rates um, in a minute as well. At just about this time two years ago, Nicole, April 20th, 2020, to be exact, oil prices did something wild. They went negative, right? And as a result of the world being on our COVID-19 lockdowns, that means that traders were actually paying people to take oil contracts off their hands. Now, nearly 23 months later, oil is over 100 bucks. Just a few weeks ago, investors were pricing in 50 basis points in March. This morning, 10% thought it would be no rate hike. So just to see these markets move as quickly as they have, especially rates, especially commodity markets. I mean, needless to say, without sounding like a broken record, it's unprecedented. I feel like we've been saying that for, for two years straight now. Mm. You know, we do see, I guess, there's still risk involved if the sanctions don't involve energy, but they, there's still so much risk, whether it's the financial markets or cybersecurity. Um, there's still other elements that are really front and center. So I don't want to minimize those. That being said, I know you're watching yields and rates. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts there. Yeah, I mean, we saw in the market reaction just to get that clarity in terms of what the Fed is going to do. And even if we just look at mortgage rates, for example, went from 3% to 4% in just a month. Now they're coming back down. We're below that 2% um, again. It, just to see the move, again, in rates or in the commodity markets spiking to the up and down side with the velocity and how quickly they're moving really is the story here. Um, I would think if we weren't, if we had the, the Russia-Ukraine situation removed from the headlines, it, it wasn't something that we were focused on. I don't think it would have been too far off to say that Powell would have taken up hikes by 50 basis points, because that's kind of where the market was about three, four weeks ago. And it wasn't reacting um, too dynamically one way or the other. And then just as soon as, you know, we inserted a geopolitical situation, that really changed the landscape. Um, it's a job I do not envy with everything that Powell has to juggle. Um, there really is a lot on his plate with the perfect storm converging from all sides. Mm -hmm. And we're waiting on the jobs report, right? I mean, we got ADP today, which showed a crazy revision um, with positive vibe. That being said, we've gotten in a lot of economic reports 
What eco data are you focusing or what's the economics report signaling to you that you're watching for? Right. It's so interesting, Nicole, because you and I, we will, you know, look at Twitter and get the headlines really quick and to see what other strategists and analysts are saying. A number of them have been on our shows. And I feel like this is the, the first time, at least since I've been covering markets, where a lot of people were like, you know what, we know ADP gets revised all the time. We know the BLS numbers get revised all the time. Um, it, it's becoming hard to trust the data. Uh, and that was a little bit concerning to me. It, it's almost like, you know what, all bets are off the table. Let's not trade around what these numbers say because we know we're going to have these massive revisions. Um, and it used to be that Friday jobs data was kind of what everyone was focused on. Um, and it seems to be, you know, not the case. I, I think everyone's really so fixated on what's happening geopolitically um, that the data almost seems to be secondary to that. We know what the Fed is going to do um, in what, just about eight days or so from now. Um, we know data dependency isn't quite at the top of their plate. It really does um, matter on what's happening with inflation as a result of geopolitics further straining supply, further straining labor, further making the cost of living. Um, you know, nearly impossible for some people. So I, I really think it, it's more of that than one specific data set. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, it's good to chat with you, Jill. I mean, as we're speaking, stocks have moved to session highs. We have the dollar moving higher, oil moving higher, and much more coming in throughout this week. Thank you very much, Jill. Appreciate it.